0: I'll go to We're about to begin versus Hashem, sheer number 92, in the of Ravzal Pliskin. We're in the Safer on self confidence, and we're discussing the importance of self confidence and self esteem from Ravzal Pliskin Safer and other Swaram and other important books. And here is one that is extremely fundamental, and that is don't let more knowledgeable and skillful or successful people lower your self-confidence this is such an important part of what plagues people what haunts people what gives people a lot of sense of insecurity and creates them to feel down and inferior and make a lot of mistakes and spiral downwards from the fact that they compare themselves to others that are more knowledgeable or skillful or more successful than themselves which lowers their self-confidence. And we're going to talk today about how to combat that and how to fight that and what is erroneous in that thinking. The way he puts it, Rosella Pliskin, this is one of the really, really crucial aspects of self-confidence and how to build it. It's an inner attitude depends only on yourself. Does not mean you have to be smarter than anyone else. Does that mean it you you does not mean you have to be more talented or more skilled or more successful than any other person. It's, you're not in competition with anyone else in pertaining to self-confidence. Even if someone else is more confident than you are, your, his self-confidence has nothing to do with your self-confidence. It's not a competition. It's not a sport. You're not outdoing somebody else to win a certain race of self-esteem race. It's not about that. It's not to see who jumps higher. It's a spiritual journey. It's a spiritual journey in which you connect with your creator and your own inner neshama, your own inner spirit. Some people feel they only have a right to be self-confident if they're better than others. This is a myth. It's a sheker. Regardless of where you are in your quest for knowledge, no matter what your level of any skill is, you can have a general self-confident attitude. Self-confidence means you're a person of infinite value, and your self-worth is never in question. So I'm just giving an example on my own here, that let's say you are... You were just employed in a place, and you're smart, and you're confident, and you could learn, and you be, could be successful. But it's your first week at work. So there are people obviously around you that know a lot more than you in the business right now because you just started. So they are more skilled or more successful right now or more ahead. It should not affect your self-confidence one iota. So they know more than me. Big deal. I no i have that value and i can grow and i can learn and that's what counts your self confidence is based on your own thoughts your own feelings and and that is the key your thoughts are the root of your feelings and your words and your actions and it will be expressed on how you say things and by what you say and and it'll be a resource to take actions that will enhance your life and the life of others. It's totally independent of what other people think about you or what they think in general or what other people say or what other people do. And many people feel less confident when they're around very confident people who are more knowledgeable than them, who are more skilled than them, or who are more wealthy than them. And it's not because of what the other person can do. It's your own thoughts about it. You have a realistic understanding. Yes, this person may have more money than me, may be more knowledgeable than me in certain areas, but that doesn't affect my own value, my own self-worth. You needlessly compare yourself to other people. It creates a tremendous amount of agmas nefesh and kinah, jealousy is my and Adam and When Hashem is telling us to remove from ourselves Kinna, we always think of it more like, you know, it's it's an avera so Don't not to be jealous of others, to so stay away from it. Hashem is telling you to not to do it, so you listen. Of course it's that. But really the panemius of it is it's good for you. Hashem is is, is life itself and he's telling you to be successful in life. You remove that Kinna. A lot of this lack of self-esteem comes from unhealthy jealousy of seeing others in, 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 that are more, you know, their, their quality or quantity of skill is more than you or yours right now, so you feel inferior and jealous and, and, and that creates a jealousy, that creates a, a, a faltering in your self-confidence. But what one needs to realize is no matter what level you're on now, you can always gain more knowledge. You can always increase the quantity of your skills, the quality of your skills. You could practice any skill with an awareness and you get better and better at it. And don't undermine your self-confidence by comparing yourself to others. If it takes you a little longer than somebody else to learn something, that's them and this is me. The fact that it takes me longer is not going to affect my self-esteem. And that's very, very important. You have the ability, even if... Most of your life, you, you, you limited your self-confidence for a very long time by comparing yourself to others, people that were better in you in your class or in your work or in your shul or wherever or in your groups or in your seminary and so on. You can, can proclaim I'm mentally free at the moment. It makes no difference that there are 10 people ahead of me in the class or there are 10 people that I think are more qualified than me or better than me in this way or that way or the other way. No. There's a mental freedom right now that 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 holds you back from limiting yourself just because of other people. And that is free. That is liberating. That gives you a sense of relief. And that's very, very important. It's It's sort of... Uh, 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 uh something when you get to that point and you start realizing this, it frees you from a lot of insecure feelings and it feels wonderful. Here is this, what usually happens. Let's pick this example. You have a house, a beautiful house, and you're happy with that house. You have neighbors around you. You have a very nice house, Baruch Hashem, and you've been happy with it. It's it's not it's an it's it's not a mansion or anything like that, but a nice couple of bedrooms, it looks nice and you're happy with it. And you live in a neighborhood, they all have similar type houses and you love it. What happens? Your next door neighbor or two houses from you, they're selling because they're moving, they sell it for a good deal, someone else raises the house down, builds up two houses they buy, builds a big mount mansion, a more expensive house. All of a sudden, you never thought about it before, but you in that smaller house now will focus on that other house now. You're starting to compare your house to that person's palace. And you're looking at your house for the first time in your life. You've been living there for 20 years. But now, in the 21st year, this guy built, knocked down two houses and built a huge, beautiful house. Now you look negatively at your own house. What changed? Nothing changed. Nothing intrinsic changed. You're the size of your house did not change. And you can enjoy a house with the same tainug with the same pleasure, with the same akarsatayv that you had all these 20 years, just because someone else built something twice the size, an enlightened person will say to themselves, I'm happy for that other person. Great that he has a great house. Let him live Gazuntaheit with it, with his children, grandchildren. Let him have naches beautiful. He could do many chesed, he can invite guests, he could do tremendous things with it. And he can invite people for his house for and be happy with it. If you're enlightened, you're happy for him. But what's his is his and what's mine is mine. I'm not going to become enslaved by the thoughts and feelings of envy that lose the enthusiasm that I had for my house for the last 20 years that I was excited and I loved it. What changed? Nothing changed. Why should I feel bad that someone outside, someone else outdid me in this subjective race of having a better house, a larger house, more expensive house? You'll lose a lot of peace of mind, serenity. You'll lose a lot of feeling of self-confidence. All of a sudden, you feel inferior. What am I worth? Am I worth anything? Maybe I have to work twice as hard to show my family that I really mean something, that I am something. And I need to build an equal size house or something like that. And all of a sudden, you look at your house and you're miserable in it after being thrilled with it for 20 years. So this is a very important aside to, de- to develop that enlightened attitude and to, 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 to work on it, to daven for it, and when you achieve it, you're very fortunate. It creates a gratefulness, a happiness, a joyfulness. And you could work on it, work on requiring it work on it, and it's k'day, it, usher he brings down here when and I'm assuming he's talking about himself that he gave a class about how true freedom is the freedom of the mind and someone challenged him and said, I don't think you're right. Envy is a natural emotion. It's part of being human. I don't believe anyone can overcome envy. Some might just deny their envy, but overcoming it, that's impossible. It's impossible. So Rizal Kliskan explained like this. I grew up in an inner city, Baltimore. My father was a Talmud of the Chafetz Chaim, so it's, he's talking about himself, because his father was a Talmud of Chafetz Chaim in Raden. And his father talked about his role model, the Chafetz Chaim, with a great love, with a great respect. And he, and and this is a, a thing Rizal Kliskan says often, and that one of his teachers taught him, that, you emulate that person when you reach for the stars. You may not be able to reach the stars, but at least you won't get your hands stuck in the mud. So you're never going to be perfect. You're saying anything is impossible to overcome. So you won't be perfect. But freeing your mind by trying to acknowledge your inner Intrinsic value and worth, no matter what you have or don't have. And to have a group, deep gratitude to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be grateful for everything you do have, that's a formula for a more elevated life, for a more self-confident life life. Now for the rest of this year, we're going to go through we mentioned a few already, we're going to mention a few more, and some are overlapping, of these negative cognitive distortions that you could catch and fight. And again, you take a piece of paper, and on the left-hand side, you write that distorted automatic negative thought. Then what you could do is have a middle column where you could spot what error it is, and then a third column combating that negative thought. Or you could have two columns, the thought that you initially thought and the combat. If you're more proficient at it, you make three columns. Left-hand side, the original negative thought, the middle is, oh, I caught what the distortion was. And then the, the, the right side, you correct that distortion. So one of them is all or nothing thinking. Nobody likes me. It's all this, all that. She hates me. It's all or nothing thinking. There's no in-between possibility. In-between possibility means that she doesn't hate me. She may not love me. She may just be just a regular acquaintance of mine. Not necessarily, you know, you just assume that they hate me. Or blaming. It's all my fault that my child is depressed. Or something like that. That's called blaming. Excessive, unhealthy blaming. Magnification or minimization means you exaggerate a common occurrence or you downplay them to shield your vulnerability or to, for example it's a terrible thing that she's mad at me that's magnification it's not, it's, it's upsetting but it's not a terrible thing it's not earth-shattering or ah eh, this is no big deal that's the opposite you're minimizing something no it could be something that's important labeling labeling means you call some you're labeling yourself an idiot you're giving yourself a title and so on and so forth Mental refiltering mental re- means that you're, um, for example, you, 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 your ears are somewhat bigger. So you're saying my ears are a little big and it makes me look very unattractive. You're focusing on one body part and blows the whole perception of what you look like out of proportion. Or you're mind reading, you're assuming he's trying to make me look stupid, she's trying to act condescending, and it's really not true. And basically, use that triple column method, and and the third one you take the rational or alternate thought. So for example, so for example, when you say no one likes me, or you write that on the left-hand side, no one likes me. In the middle column, what is that all or nothing thinking? Just a blanket term that you're 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 talk, you're, you're thinking that it's in extremes and then you replace it with a healthier thought. The healthier thought is I have trouble connecting with this person. Or I have trouble connecting with other people that I need to work on it. That's the healthier thought. Or, here's another one. On the left-hand side, a thought crosses your head. I never get, I will never get my life together. And then in the middle you say, wait a minute, that's fortune-telling. You're, you're predicting something that is not true. What do you mean I'm never going to get my life together? You challenge that thought. The healthier thir- thought on the right-hand side is, I feel discouraged right now. Yes, right now I feel discouraged. I feel discouraged. But I can get my life together. I will get my life together, and I'll take the steps to do that. Or the next one. You're right on the left-hand side. It crosses your mind. I'm a, I'm a complete idiot. And then you're right in the middle. What is that? Labeling. You're putting a label on yourself. And on the right-hand side, you say, I'm not an idiot. I sometimes make mistakes just like everyone else. And I can learn from them and grow from them, but I'm certainly not an idiot. So these are, again, we mentioned a few last time, and we're going to continue to push this subject of fighting those negative thoughts. But please re-listen and think through that earlier part of the sheer, which is extremely crucial to self-esteem, because it's it's basically one of the main deterrents, one of the things that shake people up, one of the things that that basically breaks people in in tremendous ways and make them behave and feel in negative ways, and and one needs to fight that. So again, what is the aside of it? The aside of it is do not let more knowledgeable people or skillful people. Or more successful people, more beautiful people, lower your self confidence in any way, shape, or form. And we explained in the sheer of how to go about to do it the thoughts of has being Samech Bechelkai, the enlightened perspective of being happy for someone else's fortune, and at the same time appreciating your own fortune, like the muscle of a guy who had a house that he was very happy with for 20 years until. Someone built a house double the size next door to him. All of a sudden, he's feeling miserable about his house. To to fight that type of tendency. Mentioned a while ago, similar, where a a lady once commented, they couldn't afford it. Um, And in the early years of marriage, the husband bought, this was in in the secular world, the husband bought the wife a wedding ring. It was a very modest type wedding ring. Not that expensive, because at that time, they didn't have the money few years later they had a party and the ladies were showing off their rings, their wedding rings to each other and the diamond rings, their engagement rings and then this is the first time this lady says, I've been married already for five years, I was thrilled with my ring because it showed his love for me and it was a nice looking ring but it was a very modest ring and 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 it showed my love to my husband, and I f- took pride in it, and I loved my ring. And this is the first time when the other women started to compare their rings and how, you know, the fanciness of it and this and that, where she started to have that niggly feeling inside of not appreciating her ring anymore. And she realized that it was the perception of the others that created that perception within herself. So it's something to be aware of and to watch for and to combat. Bracha and Hatzloch have a wonderful Shabbos.